the Hot Shot with Kids Podcast Network. Beep, boop, boop, boop. Never o'clock with the Hotshot Wiz Kids with Mike Klein Jr. and Mark Davila. And today's a special. It is in a very special episode. Mike was molested, and we're going to talk Mark about it. By Mark in the middle of the episode. Yeah. I'm not I mean, comfortable. Yeah, I think if I started jerking you off, you wouldn't complain. You just kind of go with Do it. Do you ever wonder if you like had an incident when you were a kid and you just, don't, like, you just blocked it out? No, but I mean, it's possible. People do repress memories, so it's possible that you might have a repressed memory. Because I got that new law in New York State where we live, and there's we, no we live st- in New York State. There's no statute of limitations anymore. So if if you no. if something happened to you when you were a kid, like in the early '80s or '70s, you can you can. Um, That's bad news for people who did shit to people. Because yeah. now I because uh, I we, was banking on this limitation thing. A while back, a girl locally um, said she was raped by Rick James. Which it isn't he dead? Yeah, so she's probably just uh, go to go sue the estate or yeah. something. Rick James was a Buffalo native, right? Yeah. Well, I think um, I can believe that he didn't. He didn't seem like the nicest guy in the world. I mean, I, I never met the man. The story was because I, I read the affidavit. He this has nothing to do with our new uh, <laughs> our special. <laughs> you didn't mention what the special was or anything, but that's fine. Gone. Rick James was at a. For some reason, he was hanging out with a dude who worked at a group home. It didn't make any sense. He, he, he can't have fucking friends? So he was there, and this one girl... Where do all your friends work? This one girl's like in the... in the, uh, in the the uh, What's the area where everyone can go? The common area. Oh. So wait, was he fucking girls at group homes? I don't know. Well, the, the story was, I think, as I recall... The, the genius. It was a while back that I read the affidavit. The, he, uh, he said something to her, and then she went back to her room to read. She got into her pajamas... And was like laying down like you would asking for it, yeah. Well, yeah. like laying down on her stomach, like you see in like the on TV, you know, with her legs up in the air, <laughs> writing in her diary, yeah, reading a book. <laughs> okay. And he came in and got right on top of her, and it said right in the affidavit that he he fucked her against her will and ejaculated inside her and says, "If you tell anybody about this, I'm going to cut you." Huh. And then he left. The, the interesting, this was 1979. The interesting thing about. Rick James being local to the Buffalo area is that people uh, I I have uh, I met someone and he told me that he hung out with Rick James that he grew up in in his neighborhood and they were friends in the old days and you don't know if that's real or if that's bullshit probably bullshit I mean, probably. I mean, but let's I don't see a know. picture of you and him together. Let's see. Uh, what you carry around pictures? If I if I was friends with a celebrity, yeah. And this was an old this was an old man telling me this. So it's like it's a white I, guy or black guy? Black guy. Okay. It's like it's <laughs> if it's a white guy, forget it. So it's possible. I mean, he did gr- he did mm-hmm. grow up in a neighborhood. And it's possible that it was his neighborhood. So I don't know. My uncle had a story about Rick James. I assume James. everyone's a liar, but I mean maybe it happened. Well Rick James' song is Corvette. My uncle went over there to to see it. And he knocked on the door and some someone answered and he goes, Uh I'm here to see the Corvette and, and and she's like, well, he's not home right now. And he looks over his shoulder, and there's Rick James sitting on the couch laughing at a television show. And he's like, well, he's right there. No, 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 he's not home right now. Uh, and then she closed the door. <laughs> she wasn't selling it to white people. 
<laughs> read between the lines. Or he just, Racism was very prevalent. Plus, he didn't feel then. like showing the car off. Yeah. I don't know. Or my uncle had money to buy Rick yeah, James' car. Uh, oh, I, I'm go, I'm gonna go. You know what? She could tell he didn't have any fucking money. I'm gonna buy Rick James's uh, fucking like vet. Riffraff. Yeah. I don't know. Please. So what's our? We're doing like not a really a new show, but we're having a theme. Yep. It's called Odd Jobs. Which is which is, is that it? with Mike Rowe? Isn't that Odd Jobs? Uh, could be. But his his is like uh yeah. We're stealing that. You can steal titles. <laughs> okay. You can't. You can't. You can't copyright a title. This is called Ghostbusters. Exactly. Yeah, we're just talking about our our different employments. Yeah, that's all. Call out jobs. We've Mark and I. For me personally, between the ages of sixteen and thirty, I had probably close to forty jobs. I jobs. mean, me less than some, you. Some, some were for months, some were for years, some for days, uh, some for days, some for weeks, some for hours. Uh, no, I never quit in the first well, day. Well, hold on, maybe I did. Some were, we never even went into the building to put an application. We went into the parking lot and well, left. Well, that's not actually having the job. <laughs> I don't know. Believe that's it or not. close. That's Believe close. it or not, that's not actually having the job. That's close. Because we've done that before, where we went there with the intent of applying for a job. That's a we late... walked up to the door. And Looking like, yeah, for work is going to be a later episode. Okay. Because we were, for years, there was, years, I don't know how many, it seems like it was like 10 year period, but it wasn't that long. We were always looking for work. Yeah. Like every day we'd get together. It's like, all right, pick me up at noon. We're going to go. We're going to go look back, for work. Back before you would just put the application. Nowadays it's easy. Yeah. You didn't even have to leave the house. There was no internet. It's just we'd go to the mall. We'd go to different businesses and start filling out applications. Yep. It's a pain in the ass. But anyways, we're going to talk about our first jobs ever. Because when you're a kid, you got no money. For me, like I always saw on TV that people would do chores and get get their allowance but my parents didn't do that they're going throughout the neighborhood i never got an allowance my mom said hey we just buy you what you want anyway so we're not giving you money yeah i never really got an allowance either every once in a while i'd be tasked with cleaning the bathrooms my mom would give me a couple bucks but it wasn't like a regular thing partially because i would wouldn't do it all the time and partially because he wouldn't pay me probably i don't know pretty good so uh, even uh, in my household you got money on your birthday, maybe at Christmas. You know, just uh, getting money is a special occasion. Back when $80 felt like so much money. Oh, $80 fucking dollars. That's what insane. I used to get for my birthday. Oh, man. I would get like five bucks. For, for your whole family? No, you know what? I think I would get toys. But then I had the one and uncle there was an age who would give started... me like a 20. Yeah, there was. A, I got toys, but then eventually... Because no one knows what you have or what you want, so they just they just give you a card of the money. So except for one of my aunts would give me an IOU. I'm still waiting. And yeah, what what does she owe you? It's got to be at least like a couple hundred dollars at this point. We're talking money now, not some some kind of favors. Well, it didn't specify just an IOU. Okay. But you know, when you open that up and sometimes there's an IOU, like I'm so you're giving me nothing, which is fine. If you don't have the money, I'm not gonna ask. I'm not asking you to bankrupt yourself for my birthday, but. In, in my fantasies, a hot chick who's not related to me is giving me that, then she winks. Then I, you know what that means. Because you know what I would be better from that in that scenario? Just give the card. Because there you go. Yeah. And I'll, maybe I'll later on if they leave. Well, you know what I'm remembering? I would get $5 a month. My grandfather, whenever he got his Social Security, would give us all $5. Ooh. So I always, that was something to look it's forward to. Day. Yeah. 
The other one, another way I used to make money is I'd stay overnight at my grandparents' house, and I'd have a wallet. I don't know why I had a wallet. I guess when you're a kid, you're like, I need a wallet for nothing. Yeah. And I'd put my wallet. Would down. you just open up your that empty wallet? Man, this thing's empty, huh? Dusty. In nope. Here. Yeah, I'd, I'd have it on the table next to me. I'd be sleeping on the couch, and at some point when I'm sleeping, my grandpa would take money and put it in my wallet. A dollar fairy. Yep. It's pretty nice of him. Some scam. I'm gonna do that here. Hey, he was a nice What's guy. He was a nice guy. Money. Then God punished him by killing him. <laughs> For some reason. That's what God does. Yeah. He does it to everyone. He's a really good guy, but too bad. Kill the good ones and the bad alike. Gotta make room for a baby who's being born in Seattle. That's, That's the way it works. Fucking serial killer. Anyhow, I think some do some people still believe that that when you die, someone's born. Like there's like an it's like an even and odd, or like it's like an even you know even Steven. yeah probably I mean people are dumb so I'm sure someone somewhere believes like that grandpa's a baby somewhere I know you're talking about reincarnation yeah. so I don't I don't know that's a, that's a different thing it's true anyhow so my first job was at age 16 my parents finally let me go get a job it wasn't like right as I turned 16 what was, do you mean finally let you were you begging for years no I turned 16 in August of uh, 90. Five and I didn't get a job until June of '96, so I was almost 17. Mm. And my first job was McDonald's. And think about this: you're 16, you've never done shit in your life, and you got to go interview for a job. And meanwhile, it's the shittiest job anyone can do. It like, but you don't know that. Who the hell are they not hiring? Who are they not hiring over there? Yeah, if you come in, I do actually. I do have a relative who got turned down by them. No, if you come in there with an attitude and you're dressed shittily. Then yeah, yeah, you stink. But on on average, just a you're regular wearing sandals. You got gnarly toes. Uh, in, on average, a regular dude shows up. You know, you're 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 in. You're pretty much in the running for that position, depending on how many other people apply. The guy I interviewed was this guy named Raul, and he had an accent. Hello, I'm Raul. He was I don't know what he, I think he was Indian, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he was a weird guy. Like he has this weird sense of humor, so he'd be like. I don't even I, re- I remember little about the thing but I'm sure he asked the dumb questions like how can you help our organization I think that's a stupid question yeah the same basic it's all you know I'm all nervous my dad's waiting in the parking lot because I didn't have my license yet and then you know you leave and then you have to wait the waiting game just waiting and waiting finally get the call and like yep you're hired did Come you feel in. so good I probably did because I was like yes listen that was like as far as like spending money, I n- I've never had more money in my life than then. Yeah. Like, cause it was one hundred percent disposable. I had income. no car, no rent, no bills of any kind. Yeah. I saved a ton because I was saving up for a car, and I just spent money because where, where else is it going? Yeah. And my nice. checks were probably like one hundred fifty bucks, but that seemed like a hell of a lot of money, didn't it? I didn't smoke. I didn't drink. Like I wasn't like spending it on anything, except for like CDs. That was my vice. CDs. I would just every paycheck I'd walk over to media play and buy CDs but I I remember in the beginning of my job at McDonald's it was so like you know it was just awful and awkward because you don't know anybody and there's clicks and you're just like you're getting trained I remember yeah. one of my first days they put me in the morning shift I had to get there at 5am probably the earliest I've ever been up in my life and I've at some point around 8am I got sick to my stomach, so I went to the bathroom and threw up, and then I went back to work. Was it nerves, do you think? I don't know. I had a breakfast burrito for, on my break. Don't blame the burrito. Well, I had a breakfast burrito on my break, and then I went and threw it up. I didn't go home, though. I just went right to work. Hey, tough it out. You're a fucking man. Yep. 
So, uh, do you have anything else to say about McDonald's? I'm sure I do, but you can, okay. you can tell So, my first job, around the same time, was Burger King. So, I believe it was October of 96. Well, a little bit after me. Around the same time, yeah. A few months later. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, I'm a little bit older than you. So, I was 19. I had just turned 19, or I was about to turn 19, something like that. And you're that. working with a bunch of 16-year-olds? It was crazy. That's dangerous. Yeah. You know me, fucking player. Yeah. Risking, risking uh, my freedom over there. Anyway, so you know, I had a, a friend who was working there already, and he kind of put in the word. So, you know, I This applied. Mark, he is really good at me. He makes himself burgers at home. <laughs> yeah. He knows exactly what to do. <laughs> he already knows. You don't even have to train him. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I got the job. He's really good at clean, cleaning broilers. It's, well, I was, but I had to learn that. I wasn't like a learned skill. Yeah. So, I got that job. The thing is, though, I led such a sheltered life and I never really did anything. So, it was just really awkward there for a while because I didn't know how to do anything, I didn't know how to sweep. <laughs> I really didn't know how to mop. I didn't know how to do shit. And these are the things that they just expect you to do. You know, they'll train you how to make the burgers. Like, okay, here are the burgers. Let me show you how they're, you know, what, what goes with Well, you're mostly what. being trained by other kids who have been working there for three months and they're experts. All of a sudden they're experts. But just like, <clears throat> oh, oh, Mark, go uh, sweep, you know, go sweep the floor and go sweep and mop. Clean up. I, well, my time at McDonald's. Man, I still had more of a story. Oh, go on. So, but again, I don't know how to do that. So I'm doing a horrible job. Like I don't know how to sweep, don't know how to mop. And then over there, mopping was like a three-part process. You know, first you swept, then you dumped water all over the floor. Then you grab the scrub brush, scrub the floor, squeegee that, then mop. Oh, this is the end of the, end of the night? Yeah, mopping. end of the night. Because I was a closer. Closing sucks. Yeah. So... I, this is all, it's all fucking Greek to me. It's all foreign. I have no idea how to do anything. So I'm doing it, but I'm doing a horrible job. So a new manager started like literally a week or two after I did. So you know how it is when you start a job, everyone who's there, you just think knows their shit. They've probably been there a long time. They all know their business. They've probably been there, you know, forever as far as I'm concerned. So he started two weeks after me. He assumes I know what I'm doing. So I'm doing this horrible job, and he's amazed at what a piece of shit I am. He's just getting so frustrated with me because I'm doing such a bad job on the floors. He says, Mark, here. He, he snatches the, uh, the it's a scrub brush with the, like, the broom handle. He snatches it out of my hand. Did he stick it up your ass? He did. He said, Mark, you do it like this, okay? And he's scrubbing and scrubbing. And he was so angry, he snapped that in fucking two. I would have fucking left. <laughs> Don't talk to me like that, dude. Not on purpose. Like, he didn't break it over his knee. No, I'm saying, he if was anyone, doing it so forcefully. Someone, told, someone acted like that towards me because of a mopping incident. Like, what? come on, it's not that important. It's not, but I mean, he had every right. I got what you don't know how to fucking mop. You can't clean a floor. The good news about that, those fast food jobs, is that the turnover was so much. Like a month later, you're the fucking head, you're the yeah. you're the, I'm the head chef. You're the veteran. Because when I first worked there, I didn't talk to really anybody. And then at some point, it all changed. And like you I said, you were the cool guy. The, the veterans all quit because you know they they aged out or they get whatever bored. 
And then more people came in. All of a sudden, I was like the fucking king of the place. Like all the, I've never had more confidence in my life than working at McDonald's for that the last like whatever six months. Best or years what. of your life. It really was. I was just I was carrying on. I was funny. I was I was like uh, giving shit to the managers. They didn't Fuck care. Fuck you. Fuck you, Raul. Well, I did get Indian motherfucker. It's funny because I got suspended the one time. But suspended means you just don't get you just don't have to come to work. Yeah. Which is not a bad thing. Day off. <clears throat> yeah. Because I was super fucking hungry. And there's a, we would make all the chicken nuggets and we put them in a tray, like this drawer. And there's this little peep window from the office ah, on the other side of the show. wall. And I go, oh, I'm hungry. I'm going to just take a nugget. And I start eating and I look up and there's Raul looking in the window. And he takes his finger and he does that like come hither finger. Like, <laughs> shit. He wants it bad. Yeah, it's hot. He comes in like, Mike, I see all what you did. I'm going to have to suspend you. I'm like, God damn Man, it. Man, they're strict. I know it's a big fucking deal. Now, for the longest time, I was I was really good over there. I never ate any of the food, even though uh, I was starving. And there were uh, this was around the same time period when I had my first apartment, where I didn't know how to run an apartment. I didn't know how to pay for things. Didn't know shit as usual. So I just it's it's been like days since I've had food and I'm starving. But at some point, I started to just gorge on things because it's like it's been three days since I've had a fucking meal the trick for me always was so I'd go into the cooler yeah you make a sandwich it looks like you're just making it for an order and you take a look around see if anyone's looking and you tuck it in your pocket and you run in the cooler so I didn't even bother doing that I just went into the cooler and like you'd they'd have like cooked chicken just cold and so I just like I'd be dipping it in tartar sauce I'm just you know eating tomatoes just whatever's in there yeah. The other trick was that you, when you ordered your your break food, you were pals with everyone's. So the one time this guy put like 10 patties on my Big Mac. Yeah. Another time he stuffed a 20 pieces of like 60 nuggets. It was like the box was like about to blow up. That was good stuff. So I, I had a similar experience as you though, as, uh, uh, as far as there's being a turning point where all of a sudden, you know, I was more popular there. It was when the guy who got me the job, when he left. Because this guy had a tendency to turn people against you for fun. So once he left, then things kind of turned around and I actually had a good time going to work and I had friends What kind of low self-esteem do you have that you just need everyone to hate your friend to make yourself feel better? I think you feel that person felt better because like, no, that person can only turn to me. Yeah. So that true. that makes me feel good. Yeah. So, but once he left, though, then you know things were really good over there, and I worked there for like three years. And until, like, until you start giving that one girl, random girl, gifts. No, not until. Did that for years too. <laughs> I gave many girls gifts. <laughs> Mark was one of those guys. Yeah. Creepy guys. Yeah. I like you. Here's a gift. See, because again, I don't. I didn't know any better. Very sheltered. Don't know how to act around people. You like a girl? Oh, well, how are you going to let her know that? Give her a gift. You know, I mean, it was all innocent enough. I wasn't like a creep creep. But, yeah, I just I, like, didn't know. That was the other part. You know, you're 16, 17, 18 years old. You're going to have crushes on girls. Yeah. And boy, did I ever. Now, the first girl I had a crush on, she has zero interest in me, but I was too stupid to figure it out. Again, yeah, same here. And it turned me and we started hanging out at our house, and she had sisters and everything, and it's like, but I'm just this nerdy fucking, you know, 130 pound geek. 
But the one day, I forget, it was must have been her birthday or something. I decided to buy her flowers, so I walked all the way down the street to this grocery is, store. This is already getting sad. And back then and to this day, I have this irrational fear of buying flowers because I don't, I don't know what it is. I think it's something to do with people judging you. I don't know. They know why you're buying them. I don't know, but I, I've, I'm, I have a irrational fear about buying flowers, so I bought them. But as soon as I, which was tough, I had to force myself to do it. As soon as I bought them, I threw them in my backpack. So they're all getting all smashed because I didn't want to walk down the street with flowers. Because if you walked down the street, people beep at you and yell at you. Hey, nice flowers. So I walked back to, and then she, and the other thing was when you had a crush on a girl and you, you start at like two and you know she starts at four, you're nerved. Right? You're just like looking at the door. You're waiting. Like, is she coming in today? It's like one, it's like 420. Like, fuck, I think she called in. You're looking at the schedule to make sure she was supposed to come in. There she is. She comes in walking in. So many, and then the bonus part. This is the most exciting part. If you happen to go on break the same time as her, oh, oh you get to hang out. Oh my God, she's because it's basically prison. She's that's stuck. One she's of, stuck. She's locked in a room with you for four to six hours. Pleasures. You you hang out with them all day while you're working. You get a break together, and you just get to sit in the back. And yeah, chat. and she thought I was just like sweet, nice guy. She didn't know what a monster you were. Yeah, no, she and you know she was with a lot of dudes, but she. She had no interest in me. She was a little slut. That's what they said. She was a, the theory. The 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 uh, scuttlebutt was, was that she was she was promiscuous, but not sex. Like she'd do everything, but that's what people said. Oral and anal only. I I, yeah, I heard a lot of stories. Because hmm. this one guy came in, except with Mike. There was a rumor that he got to he got to finger her. We called him the uh, the probe king, and I had nicknames for everyone back then. And I and I said in a. So I was like, I'm like, man, this guy's the fucking king of the world. <laughs> the girl I have a crush on, he he hooked up with her, and he, and at that point, you know, fingering that was like the ultimate. Like, yeah. man, you get that far, you're you're fucking, you're set for life. Yeah. this guy. And he had he had a really good he had some sage advice for me the one day. He goes, listen, not about women really, but he goes, when you when you work at a place for as long as you can, you just pretend you don't know how to do something, because that way you never have to do anything. Like they go, hey. Go change the garbage. I was like, I don't know how to do that. You know what? I've done that in many a job. We'll we'll get to that if we ever get to uh, like warehouse, department store stuff because they have something called a baler. Yep. And it, that just where you crush cardboard and then you pack it with you like tie it up with wire. Then it's a, it's a whole process. Yeah. I had like a, I don't know like ten jobs that required that for every single one. Anytime it came up, I pretend I didn't know how to do it. So you're taking his vote. I don't know what that guy's doing now. Yeah. But, yeah, so I had a crush on her. There was, meanwhile, there was a girl who started working there who, I, I think it was after this even, that I found out was in love with me. And I've been th- I'm like, why didn't I just, like, start talking to her? It was the same girl that I've, I've told a story a few weeks ago about how I had a love letter for her and I just never gave it to her. Yeah. But why didn't I just, like, start talking, like... She's trapped in the room with me, too. I guess it wasn't good enough then. So, I mean, when you're a young guy, especially like we were, you know, not experienced, just very naive, like, you don't know that a girl doesn't like you. Like, I would do the same thing. I had, you know, I would have my crushes. One such experience was, you never wanted to tell a girl that you liked her, though. Yeah. And I think is it is it, was it a subconscious thing that you knew they wouldn't like it back, so it's better well, yeah, not to it's, say anything. Course, yeah, it's pure fear. Yeah, because it really in, in in reality, if I could go back in time, hey, you want to go out? No, okay, and then you find another girl. No, because that would break your fucking heart. It would. 
It would, but at the same time, they probably would say yes. Well, I'm going to tell you a story, and in this instance, she would not have said yes. Oh. So, this I had a crush, and for this time period, there were a lot of couples in, you know, there was a lot of couples at work. So, the manager stepped out, and all the couples just decided, hey, let's, let's have an orgy. Let's make out. So, every couple did. and Together? The, with their respective other in the couple, oh. okay? They're making out. So there's only two people in the room. Mind not... if I cut in? Shut up. There's only two people in the room not making out. Me and my crush. Ooh, and you were probably pretty excited. So someone told my crush, hey, why don't... Because the, the girl said, oh, my God, I'm like the only one here not making out with somebody. And then... Meanwhile, you're standing there. <laughs> and then someone else says, hey... Mark's right there. And then she looks at me. Then she says, oh, no offense. <laughs> and that broke my fucking little heart. My crush looked at me the and fuck? the thought of kissing me just obviously disgusted she her. Should, after that moment, she should be your former crush. Yeah. That, that, that hurt. If your crush says you're gross in, in so many words, you probably should just uh, move on to somebody I else. I should have. I should have. But it, it hurt. Yeah. There was, there was um a few girls I was into. There was this other girl I, I forget her name. There and then there was this super hot Puerto Rican girl. I gave her a ride home the one time. Like she was so far in my league. Even young me knew like don't even bother, dude. You know, she was one of those really hot Puerto Ricans. She had long nails and she wore a lot of jewelry and had uh, cologne. She had, had clothes. Clothes. She had clothes on and she wore a huh. perfume. And she lived right down the street in this apartment building. And I had to take her home the one day. I'm like, fuck. She's like the hottest girl who'll ever be in my car. For a while, that was my thing. <laughs> What's the hottest girl <laughs> I can get in my car? It's still her. <laughs> and No one's beat her. There was this other girl that's kind of weird. <laughs> I'm weird. You knew her because she dated a friend of ours, or a dual friend of ours, a mutual friend of ours. Dual friends. But the one day her and I had a wrestling match in the cooler, and I probably could have like hooked up with her. But again, I was too, like, I was too afraid. Like, she's wrestling with me. I mean, that's a pretty good sign that she's interested. Yeah. You know, when you're young, like, as I said, too naive to know. Sometimes you, you know, you're so desperate for a girlfriend because, like, you know, we're young. We don't have relationships. There was a lot of things I missed. But then we would be getting, like, blatant hints thrown at us. And, like, it just didn't occur to me. They were either A, not good enough for you, or B, you just didn't see the hints. Yeah, you you have these weird standards for somebody who's never had a girlfriend in your life. Yeah, it's it's interesting. These girls used to come in every night. They're just neighborhood girls, and I probably could have like said, "Hey, what are you guys doing?" After I leave, but I just this shit never occurred to me. I don't know why. I just stood there like. By the way, one of those girls got hit by a car like right outside. Like, did you kill her? I don't think she died, but mm. I remember she always had a Charlotte Hornets jacket on. She come in. Back when big starters fan. were like the big thing. Oh yeah, man, starter fucking jackets. She'd come in or like whatever, and then she'd walk away. And then, but one day I see like sirens and stuff, and she got hit by a car. She died. I don't think she died. But I don't know if I ever saw her again after that. And then my old, uh, my old, uh, my manager Raul, he he had a common joke where he'd ask me like, "Hey Mike, who hired you?" Like whenever I'd fuck up, who hired you? That was his joke. I'm like, oh, "You did, Raul." Oh. <laughs> 
He's good. And he'd do this weird thing where he'd make himself a chocolate sundae, then he'd put the sundae cup down and let it melt into a liquid, and then he'd eat it. Fucking slurp it. Yeah, he was a weird guy. It's hot. And he'd always have this one story. He'd go, Back when I worked in the Clarence location, some of my workers came, they left the latch open on the roof hatch, and they came back after work, and they opened the hatch. Man, fucking And they broke in, and they stole all our meat. So make sure everything is locked when you leave. It's like Mission Impossible shit over there. We used to some of the things we used to do. We would bet we'd throw we'd put get a garbage bag and fill it with food, and we'd leave it outside right outside the door and then come back for it. That was one thing we did. Mm, nice trick. The other thing we did. Now this is this is illegal, but we'd get pissed off at customers and we'd fuck with their food. That is pretty illegal. The and one, they got rid of the statute of limitations, if you didn't hear. So uh, you're no, I don't busted. think it was for that. Yeah. But they, like this one guy, Jay, he got pissed at a guy because he sent back his filet of fish three times, so he rubbed it on the bottom of his shoe. He, you know, if this were a movie, the guy would come back and say, hey, perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So he rubbed it on the bottom of his shoe. Uh, I remember one time I was one short for 20 pieces of nuggets. There was one laying on the ground underneath, like way underneath. So I put it in the microwave for a few seconds and put it in with the other nuggets. I no one ever did any of that shit around me. I would not stand for that. Mark I has never fucking, did that. Um, I have in fucking integrity. Yeah. Now I will say, which was a, a phrase that later when we do an episode on <laughs> being security guards, one of our security guard bosses said that. Yeah, integrity was their big thing. But I will say, I was an unintentional creep later on during that my phase there. Like I didn't. The thing is. I didn't know I was being a creep. Like, I, that wasn't my intent. But looking back, I was pretty creepy. But I was, I had a lot of enablers over there because I was there for so long and everybody liked me. So they let me slide. You're a 30 year old guy, we're going to burn you still. So they let me slide on I that like you're stuff. you're that old, though. You're only like 24. No, I wasn't even that old. But it seems like you're like the old man there. I was like. 19, 20, and 21. Most people that work at McDonald's there. or Burger King, not, not counting the managers, are like 16, 17 years old. Yeah. Maybe a couple 18 year olds to work at night and to use the, the equipment. I actually, I think, like, I don't even. I might have been 21 when I left there, maybe. But, um, so, like I said, I, I wasn't a creep on purpose. And, you know, like, they let it slide. They were all good with me. But,. You know, we mentioned about having the same schedule as the girl and being on breaks with the girl. Oh, and is this such... the part where you... Well, can I tell the fucking story? Oh. Don't, don't tell it for me. All right, all right. He's Christ. So I had the brilliant idea. I had this other crush, and it's, almost, it's always so much better when I work with her because I get to talk to her the whole day. I get to go on breaks with her. Yeah. You know, it's awesome. So I went to my manager... Had a closed door meeting. Like, hey, is crush a word again? Because remember when we were younger, you couldn't crush like something your parents would say. I don't know, whatever. Yeah, your mom like you have a crush. I'm like, crush. What is this, the Brady I, Bunch? I, I think it's back. Okay. Yeah. So I talked to the manager and I say, hey, you're making the schedules, right? So why don't you put her on the days that I'm here? I mean, you're gonna put her on certain days anyway, so you might as well put them then, right? So I don't know why, <laughs> but he agreed to that. Okay, yeah. Mark. Somehow I talked him into it. So now my crush was working the same days I was. And hey, we're working the same days, we're on the same shift. 
why not have the same brakes, right? <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> like, why not? <laughs> Did she start taking a break somewhere else? Perf- no. I had breaks with her. We chatted the whole time. And, you know, the worst thing you could do, though, is to believe that someone might be interested in you. Believe that someone might like Which you. Which is funny because you... never let them know. You organized this whole thing. Well, I organized it because I liked her, but, I mean, the but dream saying, is for her to like me back. I know, but you would think, like, well, she's chatting with me. Yeah, because you fucking forced her to, really. Not that I forced her. It's that I arranged it so it's, it's, it's more convenient for yeah. her. And yeah. girls think nothing of it because... Nice guy. He's there. He's my buddy. Let's he didn't, chat. He didn't, uh, he didn't request this. <laughs> I didn't set this up. <laughs> I didn't set this game in motion, obviously. Did you ever find out that you set it up? I don't know. Maybe. But again, I, would, I would be afraid that that manager's going to mention it. No, they, they, I think they did at some point. But again, a lot of enablers. They liked me so mm. much, nobody cared about what I did. Yeah. So, But then at some point, I did let her know that I liked her. And then she let me know that she didn't like me. Things and were, again, that's, that's never Things pleasant. really swung for me when my friend, he, he actually wasn't my friend. I went to this high school with Enemy. him, but we weren't friends. But this guy, Tony, started working and we became friends. Hey, 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 yo, oh, hey, hey, it's me, Tony Danza. He, well, he was an Italian guy. He, um. That's right. He was, well, actually, he was like, actually, he was a ladies' man, too. Just like Tony Danza. But I started hanging, like, I literally started hanging out, like, I'd stay overnight at his house. Like, all of a sudden, like, we're really good friends. He's my best Which friend. Which is insane, because I've never really been good at making friends. Same here. But at that at that point, I made I was, I was really good friends with him. We'd hang out, and it wasn't even that long of a period. But it was for several months. He'd pick me up for sometimes. He'd pick me up to go to school. Like sometimes I'd miss the bus because of his fucking ass. Cause I'm like, where the hell is he? The bus already left. I'm waiting here, and he just never came. You know, you didn't like how that felt, did you? No. No. Then why would you do that to me in later years? I always show up eventually. Yeah, like th- sometimes like three hours later. <laughs> Well, this is different. I had to be at school at 7.30, and then it's like 7.25. I'm, like, you know, I'm at home still. When you know Mark is what looking out the window, standing at the door for hours? Come Ugh. on. Anyhow. So we, all of a sudden, we're hang, all hanging out like together, and the one time I stayed in his house, we went... We This was the first time ever, but that girl I previously said I had a crush on, we walked the three blocks to her house... All like this gang of guys that were sleeping over at Tony's house. Dangerous, fucking. And I got to go in her fucking house. I got to see her room, even though her parents were kind of hovering around. Yeah, I don't trust this gang of guys. And eventually, I don't know how I worked into it. I stayed overnight at her house in her basement, laying, sleeping on the on the couch. That was pretty cool too. In closing, we're not closing. Getting old sucks. Anyhow, it does feel. It feels like. those times were so much better. So later on, I think Tony already left by this. I was like the king of the world there. At some point, we got sick of work. I got sick of working there. Fucking the manager. This one manager was an asshole. I called him Dick. It wasn't his name, but I called him Dick because he was a dick. For some reason, he didn't care. Some imagination. Like I'm this little tiny, like skinny, 135 pound nerd. Yeah. Still. Hey, you're a dick. Yeah. That's right. So I organized that. There's all these people. And I organized them all to quit, except for one guy named McFatton. Because he was a... He just started working there, but he used to bark out orders, so I called him Patton. So then I called him McPatton, but he happened to be fat, so I called him McFatton. That was my... There you go. That was the nickname for him. I think I even got the troll. Mark's old girlfriend, this girl named the troll. Yeah. To uh, quit. So you organize like a kind of... Um 
a mass wall walkout. Walkout, you know, like you know, like boycott. I I imagine some kind of civil rights movement yeah. going on. We over all there. left. Like there was probably like seven people working there some night, like a Friday night or something. We all just marched out. Like see you later, Dick, and we left. And then, um, so it was just McFadden said. And then a, like an hour and a half later, we all went back in and ordered food. <laughs> Some nerve. I don't know. Look, I had, I guess I was. It's that. It's that uh, group mentality. It is like you would never do that if you were alone. I you do remember. I balls. called him Dick again, and he fucking in no short word. Like he told me, no, that stop it. And I and I didn't call him it again. I never called him Dick again. Like, that's enough. Yeah. Like he could fucking beat me up now because I don't even work there anymore. Lay down the law. I know he was. He was. He was also an insurance broker because he gave me his card the one time. Like if you ever need insurance, buddy. But I remember at some point during that job, I finally saved up and got a car and my license. And the first night I turned 18, the super hot girl who at some point kissed me out of, uh, out of like, um, pity. pity pretty much her and the other girl that I had a crush on. I took him for a ride. To, I could to, fucking use some of that kind to of to buy her boyfriend cigarettes. Oh, that is but there was another, she broke up with that guy. And at some point we were walking back to my crush's house and they both held my hands walking down the street. You felt so good. I did, and now though it's embarrassing how fucking Pathetic. shitty it was. Same thing in the pool. They were like, we all, they all both got around me in the pool and were kissing me, but I was like a joke. I was yeah. a fucking joke. Yeah. Again, we were we're both late bloomers. Like we don't we didn't really know that we were supposed to do things. I, well, there's before I got context and after I got to context. That's like the line of demarcation for me. Oh wait! So BC before contact. Yeah, in Africa, I didn't. I had one girlfriend before I got contacts. That was it. I was a girl in high school. We hung out like three times, and she dumped three times in a month and a half. Then she dumped me, and that was it. As soon as I got contacts, you started fixing your hair too. I fixed my hair in, in a, no because I fixed my hair in, in middle school. No, I think you put more effort once you uh, no, got listen, rid of the glasses. I. I in middle school once this girl Melissa Grayzak my biggest crush in middle school she was a rocker her favorite band was Pearl Jam and I loved her even flow and she was one of the I know in your school lots of people were having sex but in my school you didn't hear about it much it, might, it was going on but, fucking inner city over here so but I heard her talk about how she was going pregnant. out with this guy Joe for three months we've been going out for six months so we're having sex and I, my mind was blown I'm like this was in high school and I'm like what? holy shit fucking sex Cause that's like you know you might as well say I'm going to the moon next week. That that's how crazy. It yeah, was. me and my buddy Buzz Aldrin. Yeah. So anyways, in middle school, I used to do. I used to. Uh, Cause they do porn. <laughs> I used to put a lot of gel in my hair, and she goes to me the one day. Yeah, you know you're you're a helmet head, but I like helmet heads. You know you're you, you look pretty good. That's what she said to me. Hmm. And then there was other occasions too where people would be like, "Hey, that girl over there likes you," and I was too embarrassed to say, "Okay." In, in mostly my experience, because she, she that's was, mostly a joke. No, this one wasn't a joke. She was kind of um, not the coolest girl in the world. It still could have been a joke because it's like, hey, she's a loser too. Let's let's say that other loser likes this. No, because I can tell you there was a difference because there was other times where they do this and the girl wasn't even paying attention to me. If she's waiting to see a response, then yeah, yeah. yeah. okay. And I said no. Yeah. And there was another time in sixth grade where a girl they go, Valerie likes you, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. Instead of going, oh yeah, show me her, show me where she is. I'm like, yeah, I don't know who that is. Sorry. So whatever. But back to McDonald's. So yeah, we all quit. Now the reason I could quit is because I got a job at a different Burger King than Mark. 
Yeah, it's true. I upgraded to Burger King. Not sure if it was an upgrade, but but that was a disaster. Where I was the king of McDonald's, I was the fucking, I was a shit stain on Burger King. First of all, well, first of all, you were working with the guy who worked with me, who likes to um, make sure that mm, you're not as popular as you could be. The True. guy who turned people against me. If you work with him, the same thing's gonna happen. Not only that. But we also had this fucking Nazi as a, uh, not a literal Nazi, but... I don't know. Maybe. She was the worst human being I've ever met. One of the worst human beings I've ever met. I think her name was Kathy. It was. Because I had another manager. My first manager at McDonald's, I was fucking scared of. Her name was Linda with a Y. Linda? And she had short blonde hair, and she was like... Lesbian cut. Probably. And she... I was afraid of her. Oh I, I remember I liked going to, to football games, so I nervously went in the office one day and told her I, I'm very religious and I, c- I can't work Sundays anymore. And I was so scared. It did Hand work out. Shaking, she did go, okay, palms. fine, you get Sundays off. And I'm like, I yeah. needed to go, 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 go to the church. My, uh, my family doesn't want me go, coming into work. It's, it's the Lord's Day. We have uh, to we, uh, rest. <laughs> and, you know, I like to tell, I mean, to go to church. Drink, drink my wine <laughs> in the parking lot at church. <laughs> so anyways, I got this job burking and Kathy hated me. One instance, I was bored and I had a rubber glove on and I had like webbed fingers, you know, the rubber glove. So I took a paring knife and I was popping the glove, but it slipped and I slipped my fit in between my finger and I bled out and passed Died. out. I almost passed out. I was all dizzy. Well, she got super angry at me. She's, she decided in her head that I was fucking around, which well, I was. yeah. She was right. So. Which doesn't matter. The law says that if you hurt yourself on the job, no yeah, matter what, they got to pay your bill. Well, she got angry at me because I decided I want to go to I want to go to the hospital I was comfortable with by my house, and she said, "No, you go to this other hospital." And so I go, "No, I'm going to the one I want to." So she gave me the paperwork, and I went and got four stitches in my hand and all that, and then got a bill in the mail because she denied the uh, to cover it. Well. If you knew now, if you knew then what you knew, know now, you could have fought that. Yeah. Because you can't just deny it. You say, listen, I got fucking hurt at work. You go to like the labor board and, you know, talk to somebody. And she had some weird family that all the same, all her kids had her same haircut. Boys and girls had the same haircut that she did. And her husband was like this pushover guy. Like, I don't know how, like, where, what kind of life did this guy have that he's got this wife who's an awful human being? And the thing is, it wasn't just you who thought Everyone she was awful. Her. Everyone, even her bosses hated her because she was subsequently moved um, to what was called the Pine Ridge location. It was like the worst location that they had. And I'll I've said it before. I'll say it again. It wasn't like in the movies where you send your best person to the worst one to turn it around and clean it up. No, they hated her too. So they sent her to the worst one just to fucking spite her because they hated her. So, Hey, you're shit. And that place is shit. So there you go. Yeah, there was so many stories of that place. The bum, this guy who lived, literally lived in his car, and he was gross, but he'd come in every day for coffee, and the one time he goes, can I have a spoon? And I gave him a spoon, and he threw it at my head. Fuck you. This is a soup spoon. I want a stirring spoon. He didn't want a soup spoon to stir yeah. his coffee. Yeah, come on, man. Have a little fucking class. And then he went crazy on us because we were throwing rocks at seagulls the one day. He's an animal lover. Who, who are you? <laughs> you're, fucking throwing, you're hurting animals. Yeah, so many good things. You know what? I was like a special guest star sometimes because I would show up and work at uh, at your Burger oh, King. Oh, yeah. 
the, I forgot to mention how at McDonald's I worked with this guy Jay, who you later worked at at a supermarket, mm-hmm. Fish Market Jay. He had this trick where, well, there was two things. Our one mutual friend who we hate now was a crook, and Jay, what he would do, they were both crooks but different ways. Jay would show up on his day off. Yeah, would steal your heart. So you'd go to the wind. Back then, there'd be two windows and one thing to uh, order. So you'd they order. Have, they still have two windows. Well, while you were ordering, he would sneak in front of the car. So he'd come up in line, and I'd go and I'd go to hand the food, and there was Jay crack cackling in his car. <laughs> he'd take the food and walk home. What's up with that? And the next day, I'd come up and be like, I didn't order this. I'm like what? Because he would steal the food. Yeah, like after the guy pays for it, you sneak up, take that food. Yep. But it's meanwhile, it's a perfect crime because once the guy says, uh, no, I ordered this, even though you realize someone had stolen the food, yep. you still have to remake that food yep. for the guy. Then our mutual friend, who was a crook, he, back then, obviously there was no digital display, so you'd, you could give him any price and they'd pay. So he'd go over like a reasonable amount on every order. If you like... Let's say what if whatever the price is, charge fifty cents more, a dollar more, yeah, and nobody's gonna. The look, one day he made on. like seventy bucks at the drive-through window. If you do that the whole day and it's busy, you charge fifty cents more and just pocket that fifty cents yep. for the whole day. Yeah, you're making out. That is a good scam. Yeah, completely illegal. I should. Well, of course it's illegal. I should have uh, turned him in. But you couldn't, because now you were, he made sure you did it, too. But my time at Burger King ended, because eventually Kathy hated me so much, she would literally not put me on the schedule. I'd go, ah, oh, schedule's out this week, let me see. Why aren't I, am I fired? No, it's no, no hours for you this week. Yeah, that's a nice way of, you. I mean, without firing someone, making them quit, you just don't put them on the schedule. You, you kind of, like, shorten their shift. Little by little. So, eh, cut you down to three days, yeah. then to two, then to one. Then it's like kind of like bi-weekly. You look at the schedule. Like, you don't have me on for uh, yeah. next week. It's like, yeah, yeah, the hours are getting tight. And so, you know, then before you know it, you're not on there at all. Yeah, but then. eventually she left, luckily. Because, like I said, like we said, she sent her to the worst one. So, for me, my... But eventually, don't forget, I I had a couple jobs in between, but I eventually went back to Burger King, but Mark's location in the mall. Oh, yeah, you did. So, but for me, my... Remember I'd show up super late and no one cared? Yeah, well, because I was the fucking king of it back then. So you were with me, so it's fine. <laughs> the manager's like, where's Mike? And he'd be like, he'll show up. <laughs> He's coming. He's coming. <laughs> I work at 10, I'd show up at 11, 15. Yeah. So you were lucky. Yeah. But I, my time at Burger King ended because the shame just got to me. I just really felt like I was too old. You were in to be a mall. You were in a mall that was actually at that time still busy. It was a yeah. It was a popular mall. So people I graduated high school with, I'd see them. They're it's a fucking local mall. They're there shopping, and there's Mark. Hey, Mark, you graduated um, ten years ago, th- three years ago, and here you are. And like, meanwhile, I don't know what they're doing. Probably but nothing. I just felt that this is a shitty job. And I really shouldn't be here. And I just had it in my head that everyone else is doing... Actually, it's the same feelings I have now. That everyone else is doing better than me. (laughs) That is exactly how I feel right now. Apparently things never change. But um, So I felt like that then. And I I just had to leave and just move on to something else. Yep, so we moved on. And in the next episode, we'll talk about other jobs we had. Yes. In fact, we worked at Walmart. I worked at Applebee's as a dishwasher. That was a horrible job. Let's, don't, don't blow your wad, man. I worked in a plastic factory. Making plastic. Yep. There you go. That was actually in between my two Burger King stints. 
Mm. Actually, I left Burger King, came back also for a short period of time. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, well, well, listen. We'll, There's still a chance you might still go back there. <laughs> I might retire. That same company still owns them. I see the ads. Carol's. Yep. Yeah. I, I see the, uh, there's like on a billboard. I see go to carols.com. Yep. I'm like, oh, Carol still owns that, huh? Yeah. All right. Anyway. I'm really good at mopping. You want to hire me? I am the best. You'd make like double what you made then. <laughs> and when I retire, maybe I'll work at a Burger King. You'd make double what you made then and half of what you make now. Exactly, exactly. Anyway. Quarter of a Yes, we're done. Oh. Hotjawizkids.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Tell us how to get a job.